And now, closer to the pitch than the furthest seat at Wembley, it's the KUMB West Ham podcast with your hosts, James Longman and Chris Skull. With a C. The Needs of Mother Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you by 888 Sport. And James, they're doing this deal where you get triple odds on your first bet. So a £10 bet on 10 to 1 odds becomes 30 to 1 and will pay out £300 on your first bet. 300 quid. Boom. Yeah. 888sport.com forward slash West Ham. You good with that, James? I'm over the moon. (laughs) Cool. Let's go on with the show. Hello and welcome to the News of Mother Brown West Ham podcast. We're on episode three of season four and we're joined here in the studio by the Sullivan clan. They've come here en masse. Let's introduce them one by one. Firstly, the uh, the man at the head of the Sullivan family, Jack Sullivan. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you? No. <laughs> in, term, in terms of social media following, you are the king of the castle. How's it feel? It feels it feels good. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about that glitter cannon. Yeah, <laughs> on Saturday. <I> <laughs> so much joy on your face. Yeah, no, that. the picture was great. Someone <laughs> sent that to me on Twitter, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, one man who looked terrified behind you is the man who sat next to you now, David Sullivan Jr. How are you? I'm good. To be, it's good to be back as well. Sequel with, with everyone else. Yeah. It's his second one. Yeah, you're back. Yeah, and, and he, speak, speaking of players who's back, Maro Zarate, your hero, your icon. Yeah, he's back. Good. <laughs> <laughs> he's having a resurgence at the moment. He's on fire. Yeah, he's doing really well. <laughs> but you're at the you're at the Emirates, I presume, when he scored that. Yeah, goal. me. Yeah, I was very very happy. Yeah, yeah. Emotional. <laughs> Emotional <laughs> even. Yeah, we, we actually were. You're me and Jack, me and Jack were going absolutely nuts. <laughs> and especially in the director's box, you're not meant to really celebrate celebrate yeah. that much. But we were going going yeah. mad. For West Ham scoring and then Maro Zarate scoring, no, exactly. top of that, that is the ultimate for you, right? I mean, it doesn't get much better. And also, a good goal. Yeah, yeah. It's like from 20 it? yards out. Peter Cech should have saved that. From our angle as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and lastly, the patriarch of the Sullivan clan, David Sullivan Sr. Good afternoon, good evening, whatever time this goes out. <laughs> <laughs> it's all day. It goes out all around the world. Again, it's funny, it goes all around the world. We have listeners from Mongolia to oil rigs in the North Sea. Uh, this is obviously a podcast. Your kids are on Twitter. Social media is massive. How much have you learned from them? about what the world is like on Literally. 15. <laughs> on what? <laughs> on what, sorry? On 2015. On what? 2015. What's 2015? The year. <laughs> it's the time. Um, I, three, I, three hours, I sleep. Like, I say, I'm so worried about bringing players in. I'm absolutely knackered. I couldn't sleep last night. So I'm so I sound a bit dozy. I haven't gone senile. I'm just a bit lacking sleep. I imagine you're a man who doesn't sleep much anyway because you always seem to be up and doing no, something. I get a bad... Six hours normally, but I had about three last night, which isn't enough, mm. right. you know. But uh, no, I do do emails one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning sometimes. Right. Mm. And would you join? Would you think about joining Twitter like David Gold does? No, no. no. <laughs> I'd be fine. Not. I'm a very impulsive person, mm. and I'd probably be fined by the FA vast amounts of money <laughs> for some of my responses. And I and I just couldn't take the criticism, you know, because right. mm. there's some people on there are professional critics yeah. mm. and all they want to do is moan and they haven't got the true facts mm. and unfortunately sometimes you can't present the true facts you can't even tell them if you wanted to mm. because of confidentiality of players contracts and so, mm. so forth and there's often reasons for doing things that never get into the public domain 
Mm, yeah, of course. Know. Yeah. And David Gold uh, famously tweeted, do not go to sleep the last, uh, that transfer window. Is that why you haven't slept much? I've <laughs> 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 been waiting for the news. <laughs> Funny enough, if you look at the, the ridiculous transfer fees being paid at the moment, I mean, like the Brentford boy going to Bristol mm. City for between seven and nine million. Mm. And there's ten like him in the championship, but they're all worth nine, nine million quid. Uh, it's all gone potty. Mm. Um and none of it makes any sense anymore. Mm. Um, so in between that, you've got to try and get value, some sort of value for money uh, and get better quality players. Of course. And yeah. we need a striker badly. Um, and say the kid has gone to Bristol City today, we don't think he's good enough. He may be good enough in 12 months' time, mm. but, but we want someone for today. And, and yet it might be still be £9 million. Pounds. It's crazy. Mm. Does it make it harder if other clubs know we, we need a striker? No, I, th- I think it's basically it's the hardest position to fill. Um, there's not many for sale. Um, even like clubs like Man United who want to spend 40 or £50 million struggle. Mm. But they're probably looking a little bit higher up the batting order than us. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, sometimes somebody from lower down the batting order is better than you think and sometimes half the batting orders a flop I mean some of the strikers and the money they paid last year they had a disastrous season really what they spent mm. on strikers Yeah. yeah. Uh, so with all that money to spend it's still not a, uh, an easy thing to bring in a goal scorer mm. well we're going to get into that transfer we've got a whole transfer section of questions from fans that we're going to get into in a second but firstly let's deal with the Leicester game uh, Jack we'll begin with you uh, we were chatting just, just a second ago I mean Leicester in the the most unbelievable form at the moment, but you know, was it a fair result? Twenty-eight points out of thirty-three. Sort of mm, stat there. Yeah, incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought I thought Leicester were all right, but it's it's hard to break down a team that that play like ten men and they were ten men behind the ball, even mm. in the box. They had ten men in the box, and you it's so hard to break a team down like that. Mm. And I think we struggled. I think you see teams like Chelsea, teams like Arsenal, teams like. Man City struggle to break down a team like that and it, it showed and we, sadly we don't have the quality of Arsenal or Chelsea or Man City mm. they felt like they sussed no, us in the no, first no, half no, it's, no, it's like it's, if you look at it we're better against teams that we they attack us like Arsenal we could we could counter, counter them and find holes but if you look in like Bercacara the Maltese team I mean the goal we scored over the two legs was a very very lucky goal off a corner mm. but they, they did what Leicester did they just sat back and just soaked it up. I thought mm. Leicester were worse. I thought Leicester. No, no, no. Honestly, I honestly thought they. You know were what I mean? Just... They just sat on the edge of the area and just soaked it up, soaked it up. We can't, mm. we can't get through that. Mm. But it's just, it's a learning curve. We'll learn how to do it eventually. Yeah, Dave Senior, what was your thoughts? I, I, I think if you, the first half we were poor, we were off the pace, we didn't mm. shut them down. Second half we were the better team. Uh, Obian came on and made a difference. Mm. Um, in the game, we hit the crossbar. We, we had a header, we headed straight at the goalkeeper, shot straight at the goalkeeper, mm. so we did get chances. Penalty. With a penalty we should yeah. have got. Their first goal, the goalkeeper makes a great save. It goes straight to the player. Could have mm. gone anywhere. Yeah. So mm. I don't think we had any luck. I think I think the a lot of marginal refereeing decisions maybe didn't go our way, but maybe you always think that in a game, who knows? Mm. Um I mean Adrian was fouled by the very player he fouled. It was a studs-up tackle. He got mm. a yellow. Adrian got a red. Yeah. Mm. Was there any difference, really? Um, and we're, the worst thing for us is to lose the goalkeeper for three games. Mm. It's not um, the defeat per se. 
Um, it's, it's losing the goalkeeper for three games. Uh, but I think we could play Leicester tomorrow. You'd fancy your chances. Mm. You know, I mean, mm. I think they were a decent side, hard working side, two forwards that ran their socks off. But another day we could beat them. Then, and it's incredible that on the last eleven games, they're top of the Premier League. Yeah. Mm. What What is it like in a car journey home with the Sullivans after a defeat? A bit disappointing. Oh, is, yeah. it, is no, anyone depressing. talking? <laughs> yeah, depressing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, in this episode, we're going to talk about the the immediate past and the present, um, and we're going to begin, like I say, with uh, transfers. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions via Twitter and on the Knees and Mother Brown forum. As we just touched on there, we've got we're out without a goalkeeper for three uh, three games in a row, and one name that's been mentioned quite a lot on social media and in the press is Robert Green, uh, Dave Junior. You know how you feel about Maro Zarate. That's how I feel about Robert Green what chances of that great man returning to this club I don't, I don't know I'm not a man doing signings <laughs> but Green the one thing I always do say is I always have flashbacks of a championship season mm. if when the ball used to bob- bobble under him Dave mm. if we sign him you're going to look stupid I know but still <laughs> It's true, I do have flashbacks. Right. <laughs> Colours never run, asked that question. Uh, one man who is, I think, I don't know if Alex Song is out of contract or not, but HH and Billy Boylan 5 both want to know, is Alex Song likely to return? What are your thoughts, guys? I think Alex Song is the coolest man alive. <laughs> you follow him on Instagram? Yeah, his Instagram is so good. <laughs> like, he's just on a private jet with like Messi and Thierry Henry. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh my God. <laughs> he's living the life. Yeah. <laughs> what about his fashion sense, Jack? I, I think he pulls it off. I, think <laughs> I, know what I, do. I think he gets a lot of bad press. Mm. For most of the time, he looks very cool. Like he, he actually toned it down recently. But mm. he had this one outfit when he had a big black bulldog on like yeah. his chair. I thought he was so cool. <laughs> as many fans I think we, he had such a brilliant first half of last mm. season and a not so good second half as a season so it kind of weighing that up must be tricky if we were to go back in also he's injured at the moment that's the yeah. other thing you've got to weigh up yeah. Yeah. it's a big injury and, as well and, and, you've, like and, a, and you've got till September the 1st to make a decision or September the 2nd I think mm. this year so uh, might be the 1st I don't know second. it's a Tuesday it's a Tuesday isn't it second mm. um, so we have a deal in place with Alex Song, mm. subject to medical, and if the medical is okay, we would take him. Would there be a danger the medical would fail because of this injury? It's, just, it's a gamble you're going to have mm. to take. Yeah, mm. I mean, he, he couldn't physically pass a medical tomorrow, and he couldn't pass a medical. But if the medics say it's just a technical thing and he's mm. only a couple of weeks away, mm. you take that gamble and hope they're right. Mm. But you know, you're signing. He's got. He's still got two years left in his Barcelona contract, and you're signing a player on a three-year contract. Mm. It's a huge commitment. Mm. Um, he's a big earner, Alex, and he's mm. a, yeah. and, and what on, form on his, did he show? On his pre-Christmas form, he was probably the best yeah. player we've mm. ever signed, possibly for many years. Mm. And after Christmas, he was just another player. Yeah. Uh, but maybe there's reasons for that, mm. and maybe we'll see the true Alex Song. And maybe he'll make a huge contribution this year, but because he's a player we all admire. Mm. Um, but we just hope the medical, medically, is in sufficient state for us to gamble. Mm. Uh, because we're, we're quite short in that department, actually. You get an injury too, there's not much. Mm. Um, so we'd like another senior pro in that position. 
Mm. I mean, that must be why you've had so little sleep because it, our squad depth, I'd imagine, is a source of some concern, especially with the substitutes bench on, on Saturday. Mm. And the strikers in particular. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, and, and the goalkeeper's unproven in the Premier League. Um, Randolph. So there's a big mm. question mark there. Mm. So we just got to do the best we can. And uh, it's whether we get any replacements in for Saturday. Mm. Um, and this will come out a couple of days later, probably after we recorded it. So things may have been superseded by events. Mm. Uh, but, you know, there's not much time to, to get anybody in. I think they've got to be registered by 12 o'clock or 5 o'clock on Friday. Right. Mm. Uh, so the clock is running. Mm. Um, one player who's not going to make an impact this year uh, Joey Barton uh, a called Decanio Lover asked this question what, so what went wrong with Joey Barton I mean Jack firstly were you, what were your thoughts on him I quite like Joey Barton no I was I went to QPR away last year I can't remember the home game as vivid QPR looked like they looked quite poor ish and they got relegated yeah. and I thought Joey Barton was the only actual player that was actually trying to play a bit of football mm. and Andy Carroll always used to say the reason I scored you know when he was at Newcastle and he got seven he got like 17, 17 goals was, yeah in like half a season and then he went he went the reason I've done so well is because of Joey Barton it was mm. Joey Barton's crosses mm. yeah so I, I quite like Joey Barton I can also see the other, like, would you say the other side of the, side of the, the, the yeah, negative yeah. side? Yeah, 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 like the negative side, because him, his, uh, his reputation is is not great. I think as a footballer, there's no doubt that he's he's a good footballer, but his reputation as a uh, like no, as, as a, a personality, person, yeah, 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 <laughs> as a personality, Proceeds. is is maybe semi questionable. Mm, uh, Dave Jr., did you see the video he put on on Twitter where he's in some dodgy hotel room? I saw a bit of it. <laughs> it was a weird way to respond, I must say. It really was. It was, I mean, you two are nice, but Dirty Den from EastEnders did a similar video and he got. He got it was in the so, national papers for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> Look, like that, that kind of grainy quality. Yeah. You, would you say the Joey Barton deal was dead in the water? It's not going to happen categorically, do you think? <laughs> I'd say 99% dead yeah yeah you know I personally would have signed Joe Barton because mm. it was an exceptionally good deal from a financial point mm. of view with a very high appearance money very low basic mm. um, I think he's a 90% reformed character mm. um, I thought his video was very dignified mm. under the circumstances because he obviously felt very let down he unfollowed me on Twitter. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he followed Indeed. Jack for an afternoon. He unfollowed me. I was very upset. <laughs> and then blocked you. That is the real reason. I'm not sure he's blocked me, but he unfollowed me. I'm Jack. very disappointed. I unfollowed him, can I say? He's got, a, he's got a million or three million followers, Joey, but it's incredible. That is the real reason he didn't come um, to West Ham United, because he unfollowed Jack. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, so, you know, but I think fan power, mm. a couple of players didn't fancy it. And, you, and if, if the potential cost is an unhappy dressing room mm. yeah um, you have to listen to it but from a purely financial point of view mm. it may, we, we've got limit you know we've got a wage cap we've got the fair mm. play and to get a player of Joey Barton's quality in on a one year contract so there's no long term commitment because he's getting on a bit now uh, with 
uh, a very very low basic I mean I mean really mm -hmm. low and a very high appearance money but only if he starts and only in Premier League games was very good from a financial point of view right. mm -hmm. and, and he's not a mug he, he was the best player at Queen's Park Rangers last year mm. so he, he would have made a contribution in an area where we're short of numbers mm. but you know if the manager thought player power or fan power or a bit of each mm. mean don't take him you've got to support the manager Mm. Um, there's one. There's one player. When we asked on Twitter, like, had you guys in? There was one name that came up again and again. Charlie Austin. So we know you can't talk about players under contract, <laughs> but we can ask Dave Junior his thoughts on uh, Charlie Austin. <laughs> I mean, do you like him as a player? I think he's very. I think he's very unproven. Mm. I know everyone says that he's done really well, but he's had really a good season. That's mm. it. Yeah. But Are you ready for this stat? Yeah, <laughs> Jack smiling. Jack, really Jack six back and then occasionally <laughs> leans in with a killer stat. No, exactly. So not he leans in really creepily. moves <laughs> forward. Grant Holt on his first season in the Premier League. Yeah. Would you admit that they're similar players? Both big English. Yes. He got sixteen goals. The next year he got eight. Yeah. So I don't know. Next year he's a Wigan. As punishment. So, uh, so why don't we sign Jet Grant Holt then? That's the yeah. no, because I I, I think like everyone's saying sign Charlie yeah. Austin, sign Charlie Austin. I'm, I'm, I don't go a minute I'm, when I get on saying Charlie Austin. It's crazy. You've got to remember, a we haven't got fifteen million pound mm. because under the fair play rules, we we haven't got that to spend. Uh, so we're we very close to the fair play wage cap. Yeah, wage cap and transfer cap, everything. Secondly, he failed a medical at Newcastle, uh, at Hull, a couple mm. of years ago. They say he has no ligaments in his knee, who knows? But mm. there's clearly a problem with his knees. If that's true, so it's a big risk, isn't it? To sign mm. a player with £15 million with a big mm. risk. Yeah. Although he could go on for years, but no, in our luck, the first game his knee will go, and, yeah. and that's the end of him, you know. And we, we just haven't got. If you had £100 million to spend, you may say, oh, we'd spend £15 million, we'd gamble one sixth of our mm. budget. But it's not one sixth of our budget. Mm. We smash our budget to bits, mm. and again, he he didn't keep Queen's Park Rangers up. Yeah. Mm. So you, if, if he kept them up single handedly, he might say what's different. You with mm. me? And a few of those goals were penalties. Mm. So you take those two out. So you know, it's still a, sixteen goals research. is still very good. I'm not mm. letting it. But again, when we played Queen's Park Rangers last year, it was nil nil. They had to win to have any chance of staying up. I think he missed a penalty against. He us, wasn't very he? good. No, no, no. Who took it? No, he, he wasn't. Been. He wasn't very good. Some misspent against that. Mm. He wasn't very good. You how, know. how many in the striker hunt? How many players do you get sent on a daily basis? Do you just get loads and loads where you just have to sift through them and tr hope. He just does you. It's golden. Well, oh. so all, they're all a gamble. Yeah. Mm. So we, as like, even me and Jack just sent sent them. I guess and Charlie Austin mostly though. Charlie Austin and Hernandez. Hernandez. Sorry, yeah. Charlie Austin and Hernandez. Who <laughs> 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 you had in your pocket, Sullivan? Sorry, Hernandez. <laughs> well, they don't realise if, if a club don't want to sell a player, they don't want to sell a player. Mm. I mean, Chelsea may end up paying forty million for Stone, and it may be dumb, but they've turned down thirty million pound mm. for a twenty-one year old. They paid two million quid to Barnsley for mm. two years ago, mm. and, and it's incredible they can do that, Everton. Mm. Um, you know, because you know, so if a, if a big club don't want to sell a player, they don't want to sell a player. There's nothing mm. you can do about it. Mm. And again, we can't say, well, we'll give you forty million pound because there's a price they would sell him, but we haven't got that sort of money. Mm. Um, but it's difficult at every level. It is difficult, and 
but you know we've still got three three or four live irons in the fire mm. for strikers and we hope we get at least one of them because mm. we do need you know with injuries you know we've got plenty of numbers but they all seem to get injured so yeah. it leaves us very short yeah of course and do you think um is it obviously because of fair play rules and that is it is it do we need to offload some players to be able to bring in easier said than done no of course people said to me why don't you why don't you get rid of a b and c well mm. i won't mention names but people probably know what i'm talking about yeah and they said do they not think we've been trying all summer no of course yeah. <laughs> you know do they not think we've been trying all summer yeah. the thing is the thing is there's two sides to a deal isn't there mm. someone who said wants to sell it someone's someone's actually got to want to buy it yeah mm. So and I'll play it. They want pretty big money, so you've got to mm. pay them. I mean, if you've got to give them three quarters of their money to go, you might say for a quarter of their money they're worth keeping as backup. They're mm. not great, but they're cheap backup. Mm. So what, what do you? You've got to get. You can't get a player in at a quarter of their money, and some of them want three quarters of the money to go. It's that sort yeah. of mm, that of sort of that sort of percentages. You'll probably have to pay a transfer fee on them as well. If like if you bought if you sold someone and then you'd have to bring someone in, you're not going to get anyone on free. And also, as you were saying, James, our squad depth is very, very low. Mm. Or a s- small squad. Yeah. So if we do actually get rid of players, yeah. if we need to bring more players in, then, and we can't afford to do the... Because mm. as Jack said, you've got to pay a transfer fee. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Mm. I think there was some... I know David Gold, it was rumoured he mentioned we'd spend, and the Chalks mentioned this, that um, he'd spend up to 30, we'd spend up to 30 million on a player. On a single player, yeah, I think he mentioned that. It was rumoured to have mentioned that, so I think it got everyone's hopes up. In terms no, I think you're carried away. I mean, <laughs> and we we had about twenty five million to spend in total, mm. of which we've spent seventeen or eighteen net. But then mm. there's agents' fees. Some of the Bosons we've signed. Say we took Lanzini. Well, Lanzini, there's a, there's a huge loan fee. Mm. Two, there's a million and a half, two million pound loan fee, which people don't see. Of course. Mm. I mean, the, we're, we're possibly taking a player from a major club on the continent. Mm. Um, and again, there's like a two million pound loan fee, Ooh. which people say, oh, well, it's, a, it's, it's another free loan. There, there are no free yeah. loans. The mm. player will be on 40, 50 grand a week. The agent won half a million a million. You've done another five million quid mm. to, to bring in a. Free loan player, free loan player. Yeah, yeah. This is what people don't see, but you know, the player's a decent player if we get him, mm. and he, he should make a contribution, and you hope he does. Mm. Uh, but th- this is where your money goes, yeah. It's mm. not always, sometimes it's loan fees, and sometimes you know, it's great to bring a player in for a year because if he goes wrong, you're not stuck with him. Mm. There's a few we bought over the years, we wish we'd only loaned yeah. people yeah. say oh they're only doing loans I wish we'd done a few on loans <laughs> but unfortunately we didn't oh mm. we couldn't get them on loans yeah. mm. I love a loan with an option you know where yeah. you get that I mean Lanzini is a loan with an option mm. um, the player we're looking at as a striker is a loan because his club won't do an option mm. because because they see it as part of their long term future and they're a very big club on the continent mm. um so uh, we'll just see what develops, mm. but we hope we get somebody. And if not, we'll have to make do with what we got, you know. We should, you know, and hope we don't get too many injuries. I mean, Chelsea did it on a very small mm. squad last year, mm. um, and you can get away with it, but we are short of numbers. It feels it just it feels risky. I bet. I mean, you know better than anyone. It feels risky with such a big season ahead, doesn't it? Yeah. So it must be tough. Like, no wonder you're not sleeping. I think every <laughs> I think every club out of the top five or six are nervous. 
Mm. Um, and the promoted teams are not doing too badly at the moment. Mm. But that's not par for the course. Yeah. They normally start well and fade. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll see. Um, just on that point, so if we fail to make any signings, let's say the rest of this window is a bit of a nightmare, what would your expectations be in terms of a finish? Mid-table. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if you get a run with injury, you've got to remember this team, This we've lost nobody of any importance except Downing. Mm. And we've added a centre-half, Paye, who's a fantastic player, mm. Lanzini, um, Obiang yeah. and, and we've lost Guy de Mel, we've Randall. lost uh, uh, a few mm. other people you know but you know we've lost no one of any significance mm. and that team was fifth at Christmas so it wouldn't take too much to stretch the imagination no, to see we were third at Christmas third, I don't know if we were, we were third but uh, maybe they're games in hand but um, and you've got to remember Leicester who are no better than us mm. I mean, I don't say we deserve to win on Saturday, but we deserve to draw, I think. Mm. And any amount of luck we'd have got a draw. Yep. Mm. And that's with a slow start. With a better mm. start, we might have won. Leicester, on the last 11 games, is top of the Premier League. Mm. So, you know, it can be done. Mm. Uh, but I'll still lock a few, at least two players in. Mm. Maybe three if we could get somebody out. Do, do you two harangue your dad when you, like, why don't we get this player, why don't we get that player? I know you take a firm interest in the transfer, yeah. the transfer business. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I get sent tweets sometimes, and I forward them on to to dad to have a yeah. look at. Right. Just in now case. you've said that, you're going to get so many people yeah, sending you players. Yeah, I know. But no Charlie Austin or Hernandez tweets, please. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. How, so, what do you reckon, Jack? I mean, you're you're well into your stats. I know I haven't speak, spoken to you before. You you, you got an encyclopedic knowledge of football. If we had the if we had the current squad, <laughs> no more signings. Where what what would your expectations be of a finish? I'd hope Sacco doesn't get injured. Yeah. But if he does, we got problem. Mm. Um. I, I think I don't know it's, it's a real difficult question I think we will I, I'm I'm very hopeful that we will sign someone um, but if we do I don't know 13th don't know that I'm looking at I'm looking at other teams though like Swansea Stoke all teams like that and I look at their team and I go that's a good team maybe their defence I, I was doing it like with Swansea I reckon Swansea's strength free Better than ours. Their midfield, not better than ours. Their defence, not better than ours. The Knees Up Mother Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you in association with 888sport.com forward slash West Ham. And they're doing an offer, an introductory offer, where they triple your odds on your first bet. And here's looking forward to the Bournemouth game. Some of the odds they've got. West Ham to beat Bournemouth is 7-2. to two. Right, that's good. DF Rosacco to score at any time, 9-2. And West Ham to score more than 2.5 goals, 10-1. to one. Wow. Imagine it. AAA Sport. <laughs> I to imagine 2.5 goals. <laughs> AAAsport.com forward slash West Ham. Cool. Okay. Let's touch now on our uh, Europa League run. Exciting while it lasted. You know, went to Andorra, you know, summer holidays. Dave Junior, that was good. Um, first question How would you respond to fans who believe the team selection against Astra illustrates that the club care more about money than about football? And did you, the board, have any input into team selection? That's from someone called Monkey Magic. Interesting well, team name. It's the manager's job to pick the team. Mm. So, no, we didn't. Yeah. And if you actually look at it, we beat Arsenal. Yeah. So, regardless of anyone saying that's lucky or whatever, mm. we beat Arsenal. Mm. And I think, any, I think a lot more people went to Arsenal than Astra. 
Mm. So more people experience better football at Arsenal. Yeah. And also, it's it's we beat Arsenal. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how yeah. you can say that. We lost yeah. we lost the remaining game in the home leg. We were two 0 up. Yeah. And for got yeah. If we were 4 0 up, we went there, we'd we'd have gone through. After Collins has said we need to be more disciplined in Europe. It's the Julian Dix effect. (laughs) (laughs) No, he should really. Mm. He should have known better. Yeah. You know, because Mm. he he got a ticket, he did the most stupid professional challenge, which is another Mm. ticket. Yeah. Um, Did you think that. uh, I know Sam mentioned it as well about Europa League. Do you think it was a step too far for us this season? No. I think it was a great pre season. I think it was a great pre-season, uh, much more meaningful than, you know, mm. n- nonsense friendlies. Yeah. It got us ready for the Arsenal game. We were ahead of ourselves. Um, I think it was great fun for the supporters. Mm. It allowed 100,000 people to come to Upton Park for £10 and a fiver, many of them probably not regular supporters, mm. so it probably gained some supporters. I'd like to have qualified and just, mm. I'd, have played, I'd have played the full team on the home legs. Yeah. And, and a weak team on the away legs mm. but maybe with the injuries got now it wouldn't have been so clever yeah. mm. but at the time if, if, you'd, if you'd said to me I would like to have qualified mm. I really would mm. um, but if you'd send the full team to Romania then we got bashed up by Arsenal it wouldn't have been so clever no. mm. so it's the manager's call we had no influence at all whatsoever on it but I've got to say I think he made the right decision but also mm. even so we went to Malta and I knew Ash had a smaller stadium but those, sta- those places are not easy to go to because when we went to Malta away, like the atmosphere was like I've never seen anything like it, and also all of our players, you could see how agitated they were. So even if we sent the full team to Romania, we might not have won, and we could have lost in Romania and then lost to Arsenal. I think I just yeah. I think and then everyone would have been like, "What's Slavin doing?" Yeah. What is one? It's a lose lose. It's a lose lose. So atmos- in terms of atmosphere, what do you mean? It was. It was like, it was like a cold intense. Yeah. Yeah. The band was mad. just incredible. Mm. That, yeah, there was, was like ulcers next door to us. Like, 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 like nothing I've ever seen in my life. Supporters. It was, but it was, it was, it wasn't nasty. It was a real buzzing, when they, buzzing no, atmosphere. When they scored, it was literally like I have never ever seen anything like it because it felt like the whole of Malta was behind them, yeah. and that all their substitutes were run on the pitch. There's all their ultras like climb. There's like a big fence, probably like I don't know how high, like three meters. Yeah, like they were like top, they were like top of this thing, <coughs> leaning over, screaming, going oh, <laughs> like that. And they all got these like flags, and it was it was the it was the weirdest atmosphere because in England you don't get any of that really. Yeah. Mm. But the passion that they had for their club was amazing. Mm. I remember like we, we were in the car, going mm. going to the home <laughs> leg, and and Dave, me and Dave, mucking about, we were like. Oh, I bet, bet book a car of ultras, bet book a car of ultras, and Dad went, don't be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't got any ultras. And then we yeah, were we we hooligans, <laughs> they'd be fine. And then we went to the away leg, me and Dave would just like, look over there. <laughs> and there was all these guys, and like, one of them followed me on Twitter, actually. What, one of the ultras? Yeah, well, no, the head of the book of car oh, right. ultras. His photo is him wearing a balaclava with like a skull on the front. Yeah. <laughs> he, and um, he, he must have been literally across from us in the stadium. But I do think they were, they were amazing. And I wish there was mm. more fans out in England. Because mm. they're, not, they're not violent or anything. No, yeah. They're passionate. literally just passionate and they do, mm. like, I, I think they're not displays, displays stuff, and yeah. stuff. Well, I think it was a wonderful experience, you know. Mm. Um, Has it made you hungry for more? I'd love to do it again next year, yeah. you know. Um, if you qualify through the league, you start a few rounds later, which mm. makes life a bit easier. Yeah. Um, but I think we probably haven't got the squad for it this year. Yeah, no, I thought that. Um, yeah. But I, I think it was a great experience, and, and I say much more meaningful than than Word of Bremen and games like that, you know. And we had three 
virtual four houses. Mm. I think the second game didn't quite sell out, but the first and the third game sold out. Mm. The first game, the Andorra game, sold out three days in advance. Mm. Incredible, really, yeah. to get thirty-four thousand there for Andorra. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and 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 only thirty away fans, so they're all mm. laughing. It's not being padded by the away fans, so yeah. I think it's incredible. And I think it was, I think it was a great experience. I think I, I hope the players learned something. Um, you know, they got three red cards. So they might, you know, it's a different world out there. Yeah. Um, they were very good at winding our players up, though, mm. with other teams. Yeah. Like, like especially in Malta, all, at any moment, it looked like it was going like, to kick off. <laughs> go down like a sack of potatoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, in Andorra, yeah. they were bad. All the tricks, Andorra right? away, they were yeah. so bad. They were yeah. still like, get a little push, they'd be like, over. Yeah. It's crazy. But you can't stop pushing people, you know, and yeah. so yep. pushed him. No, and he went down like he's had a forearm smash. You know? <laughs> but at the yeah. same time, you know, that's it, you're banned. Yeah. Uh, you might say we went out against Romania because Saka wasn't playing. Mm. I'm at 2 0 up in the whole note, we should have gone on and won 3 or 4 0, mm. that would have been it. Mm. Uh, and we'd have just had a Dutch team to, to, make the, to make the leave stage. But, you know, it may all be for the good. Mm. Um, yeah. So I feel like it is. Yeah. I feel like I would have struggled. Yeah. No, I, I, I'd rather I, have I, a decent I, season. I because you think, though, you've got you've got this year, and I've said to people, like, I don't think we're ready this year for to, for something like that. And I think next year, even for the Premier League, I think the squad will be stretched. And then I think next year, if you add a few more players, I think you will we'll actually have a real, real good team to That's the thing, we're, we're, not, we're only a few players yeah. from a very, very, very good team. And, like, mm. pushing on into actually getting a Europa League place by, um, by like, actually qualifying. Yeah. Well, up front, we've got Payet. Yeah. yeah. All not up front, but mm. we've got Europe's. He's created he's created more assists since like 2009 than Mata and Özil. And if you think about that, that's not scary, but it's a lot. It's a lot of assists and chances created. Yeah. So I mean, if not we as many signed as Jarvis, <laughs> he creates a lot <laughs> not of crosses. As many as crosses. <laughs> <laughs> Um, moving on, let's talk, let's talk about last season. Um, so obviously, it was uh, last season was Sam Allardyce's last season at, uh, at West Ham as it emerged. Um, when and how was the decision made to let him go? At what point did you decide? I think that it was we ready? knew Sam needed a break. Yeah, he was tired. He wanted a break. Three wins in the last twenty-one games is just appalling for him. Mm. And I think it was just a, a mutual agreement. Mm. It was time he'd done his job. He'd done a very good job. It's just mm. time to move on. Mm. Uh, Jack, did you like Sam Allardyce? He's eating croissant. He's eating Dorito croissant. Anything in front of him. He's opulent in here. It's like a buffet. He's leaning forwards. You're ready to go. I I did quite like Sam. Yeah. I I was a bit disappointed in what he wrote in the in the in mirror. This, yeah, yeah. I I thought that was that was disrespectful. Yeah, I yeah. thought I because I thought we I dad always thought he had quite a good relationship with Sam. Yeah. So um, he, what did he say again? He said he ungrateful. He said mm, yeah, he was like, how Slavan Bilic is ever gonna compete with my achievements at the club. Mm. I think Slavan has already um not sure if he's won the playoff playoff championship. <laughs> 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 Not yet, anyway. Let's <laughs> hope <laughs> <So> never. Let's <laughs> hope so never. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I thought uh, Southern was very respectful in his response. Like mm. he's been very nice about Sam, I saying he's built a good yeah. squad. I don't, th don't think he's actually responded to those comments. So I think oh, oh, very very down, down, even Downing's responded the last few days has been horrible towards us. Yeah, they, yeah, of course. Yeah, Downing's come out and said. Well, Downing, throw me up personally and asked three times to leave 
So it was nothing mm. that he didn't feel wanted. Yeah. They, yeah. Off, they offered him a five-year contract on more money than he was on with us, which is incredible for a championship yeah. side. Mm. And he was on big money with us. So what Downey says downright lies. Yeah. That, that, you know, I can say that. He personally, he look, look at his phone bill, and he'll see he personally <laughs> phoned me up, desperately wanting to go back to Middlesbrough. It was his mm. hometown club. And it, and it was no, and, and we said, look, we'd like you to stay. We don't want you to go. He said, well, I don't want to stay. So there was no, he's now said he didn't feel, nobody asked him, nobody made him feel, well, he, he wanted to go for financial reasons. Mm. And, and they then have to justify it. So they tell Fibs. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they just made him an incredible offer. He was going back to his hometown club. I think they gave him a four or five year contract. Uh, so I can see his point of view. Mm. You know, um, we wish him all the best. We miss. We wish Middlesbrough all the rest. We hope Middlesbrough get promotion because mm. we get a million and a half quid more. If you... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Come on, the bar. Uh, and uh, so we'll be cheering them on. Yeah. That, is, that is one and, place uh, I've never been, Middlesbrough. I've, I've been there gone. many times. I have, you're not missing. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> they've got, hor- <laughs> got horrible goal music. And Birmingham was your solution. No, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice, nice. It's a, it's a, it's a better version of Millwall. It's like a purpose-built modern stadium, yeah. and, and they're all a bit soulless. Those stadiums, yeah. yeah. But it is. It's a bit like Stoke, but mm. better. It's probably better than Stoke. Stoke's better than Millwall. Middlesbrough's better than Stoke for Modern <laughs> as a ground you know as a yeah, ground yeah, yeah. so it's actually quite a nice stadium is it, is it Riverside? Riverside, Riverside yeah. I think it's a nice stadium I remember it was Ayrson Park I remember the Time Warp you know yeah Ayrson Park yeah, we'll be talking about stadiums uh, in part two. Yeah. Um, but just quickly on that, on that, uh, Sam and I saying the the ungrateful, the board were ungrateful for what he did. I mean, how, did, you, did you read those I watched, comments? I watched the whole did? interview. Yeah, on the TV, and it's it's taken a little bit out of, out of context. context. It yeah. was a tiny bit of a much longer interview. Mm. Um, and I think Sam thought he did an unbelievable job, mm. and we thought he did a fair job. So the difference isn't enormous. Yeah. Um, and. You know the last twenty-one games were pretty disappointing, mm. and I th- and Fulham stayed with the manager, did a similar thing one year, and they got relegated the next. Mm. So Sam said to us the previous year when we met him, in, we have a meet at the end of the season. I've got the worst job in the world, and we said, well, "What do you mean, Sam? It's a lovely job." Mm. He says, "No, football manager is a terrible job. It's a horrible job. Mm. It's the worst job in the world." Which I thought when you actually feel like that, you do need a break, and he needed yeah. another year. So at that time, he needed, and Sam has turned down jobs this summer mm. from two clubs well. in, the, in the Premier League for, for more money than he was on at West Ham. Mm. So he really needed a break. You know, mm. he, he, if he didn't need that break, he would have gone straight back in and took either of those clubs. Yeah, but he's turned them down. I think he'd probably be back in January. Uh, or failure that next summer. How was Sam? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he wouldn't come. <laughs> and I'm sure it would be a Joey Barton moment with the supporters. But uh, I'm thinking. But it, would, uh, it could arguably be stronger than a Joey Barton yeah, moment. But uh, no. But you know, I think you've got to say he, he did what he was asked to do. He did a fair job. He didn't do a terrible job. Um, we spent a lot of money to support him, which he, he may not. But I can't criticise Sam because I think, mm. in his own way, he's a very good manager and he did mm. a good job. And I think it'd be wrong to criticise him. Do you mm. think? I mean, I was always a fan, as you know. Um, do you think that uh, if he had had a better second half of the season, 
you would have persuaded him to stay on? Or was it? did you think it was time to part? Because he's quite, as Nigel Kahn says, he's I mean, quite a divisive manager. To, to, to be honest with you, if the, if the second half been as good as the first half, you'd have begged him to stay. Yeah. He'd have looked like a genius. You know, if you'd finished third or fourth yeah. at the table with that squad, you'd have given him anything he wanted yeah, to stay. Yeah. So, you know, as a football manager, you're as good as your last ten results, really. Mm. Um, I've got a theory, no manager in the world can survive nine defeats in a row. And there's virtually not a single exception of that yeah, well, where it's happened. Yeah. Um, now, we didn't get nine defeats in a row, but on 21 games, we got three wins and a couple of draws, mm. which is appalling. Yeah, it's very mm. bad. You know, and uh, it was time for a change. Mm. You know, That's not to say over the four-year period, Sam didn't do a good job. But I think he needed a break, we needed a break. Mm. And it worked for both sides, and it's very amicable. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap up episode one there. Um, here's how you can get in touch with the show. Get in touch with the show. Email us at podcast at kumb.com. Join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag KUMBpod. Or why not follow us? Chris is at CJSSkull with a C. James is at Longers1. And Graham, editor of KUMB, is at KUMB.com. If you're on Facebook, be sure to join the KUMB group for all the latest news and gossip. There's also the KUMB forum for all kinds of chatter. Simply go to KUMB.com and click forum. Finally, join the KUMB podcast mailing list. Click this podcast link on KUMB.com and sign up for exclusive content from the studio and be the first to know about upcoming live shows. Come on, you irons. Excellent. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Next week, we're going to be talking about the bowling ground, the Olympic Stadium. Uh, we're going to talk, of course, talking about the Slavin Bilic era, too, which is also upon us. And loads of random questions we got off Twitter. So, uh, Should we quickly do Bournemouth predictions? Uh, yes, we should, quickly. Uh, go around, Jack. Bournemouth at home at the weekend. What do you think? I reckon. Hold on. He's leant forward. He's scratching his head. <laughs> I reckon West Ham 2, Bournemouth nil. Oh, Dave Junior. Two on West Ham and one one. Oh, Dave Senior. Well, we've just got to get a win from somewhere. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but yeah. we really do need a win this weekend. And again, like the Leicester game, we're five to four against winning. Mm. The bookies don't only think we've got forty something percent chance. Oof. They think Bournemouth exactly the same with Leicester, about five to yeah. two. Yeah. So they got a twenty eight percent chance and a twenty odd percent chance of the draw. But somehow we have to get a win yeah. against Bournemouth. Well. Let's find out. What do you reckon? Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go one nil. I think we've got it in us to keep a clean sheet. I think Randolph's going to become the hero, an icon, <laughs> a leader of men. <laughs> uh, I'm well. I predicted two. What we'd two one yeah. win against Leicester. So or, did I say four nil? I can't remember. So we should say two one defeat, and then hopefully. No, I can't. I can yeah. never go against us. I'm okay. afraid. Uh, I think we're going to win. I think Bournemouth will be tired from post Liverpool. Uh, they'll have been. have had too much fun at. At Anfield, yeah, and they'll be knackered. They might be Fingers crossed. They played well and didn't get any result. I thought we played second half. We played like we did in second half. The atmosphere was so good. We should mention actually, Mm. the atmosphere was so good at the start of of a match on Saturday. It was rocking. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame, wasn't it? The thing is, everyone does take the mick out of Claret and Blue Day, but (laughs) for no reason, it's true. But it's from from our Birmingham days. It was nothing to do with Claret and Blue Day. Yeah. No, but was I was, the, I, I, was no longer the manager. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to break that one. No, but I do think though, at Birmingham the atmosphere was a lot better when we did when we did Blue Day or whatever. So I do think all the 
I don't know, people get more, I don't know, people get more involved. Yeah. It might have had an effect. Yeah. yeah, but I thought the atmosphere was excellent. It's a shame that the first half didn't reflect that, but then the second half did reflect that. Yeah. If we come out like that... The second half, though, yeah. the sport did get behind the team. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know they booed them off at half-time, but mm. the second half, they did get behind the team, and we just didn't quite get the equaliser. We got yeah. the equaliser, might have gone on and won mm. it, and we did have chances. It wasn't easy, but there was enough chances to get another goal. Yeah. So I think 2-1 West Ham. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Okay, excellent. We'll speak to you after the Bournemouth game. In the meantime, come on, you Irons! Come on, you Irons. <laughs>